Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with engineer turned career coach, Dagna Bieda. Coding for over 10 years and coaching for the past four plus years, she's the tough love, been in your shoes kind of coach. Her clients have various backgrounds from working at small companies to huge companies. And their experience ranges from two to 20 plus years with education ranging from self-taught through career changing boot camps, college graduates, and some with military or immigrant backgrounds. As a coach, she helps her clients reach for the potential and exciting career opportunities by reprogramming their mindset set for success. Enjoy this interview. I'm currently located in Charlotte, North Carolina, but okay. originally I'm from Poland. Okay, excellent. Well, I'm in the center of the country. I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, nice. So, um, but it's great to meet you. And I want to begin our conversation. Your very interesting journey as an engineer, helping other engineers being a coach. I want to know how did you survive the last three and a half years living through the pandemic? How did you get through it? And how has it changed you? In reality, the pandemic has been a good thing for me um, because um, I was really afraid to launch into my coaching business, having a regular steady nine to five. And I thought I'll be missing out on the water cooler conversations and just connecting with people. And then pandemic came and we all had to work from home. And all of a sudden I realized, well, it's now or never, now or never to take that leap and become an actual coach and have my own business because I'm stuck in my house anyway. Yeah. So it accelerated that move that I've been planning for quite some time. And um, I made that leap. And in terms of, you know, helping people, um, I can see that the what people are looking for has shifted. And um, you can see that there's more of burnout that we're dealing with right now rather than you know just the regular career progression looking for a new job or um you know moving up within your current org so that's the difference but um i've been doing pretty well thanks for asking <laughs> so were you were you afraid in the beginning i mean that's a big deal when you're going into some uncertain global pandemic that none of us have ever lived through and you decide to start a whole new business plan were you afraid or were you just like, you know, let's just see what happens? So the truth is I've been working on it um, simultaneously. I've been growing in my nine to five, um, working there. And then on the weekends or after hours, I was working on my business and I was able to take it kind of full time. But by then I was I already was able to establish that I get a stream of clients. I'm able to actually help people. They were getting really great results. So that really gave me the confidence to kind of move into my business. And with the pandemic being afraid, of course, I was afraid, especially, you know, having small children. That was also something that I had no idea how we're going to, you know, protect us as a family uh, we skipped all the birthday parties we barely hang out with people um, however we did hang out with the closest family um, so that kind of helped us remain you know feel like we're having some social connections even though the pandemic was um, in place and we were not really hanging out with people just the closest family like my in-laws and um uh and sister-in-law and brother-in-law with their families and kids. So just the closest connections. That's yeah. how we 
survived. That's how we made it. And then, um, unfortunately, we did end up getting COVID at the end of um, 2020, um, around Christmas time, which is when our family gathered for Christmas. And thankfully, everybody made through it. So that really kind of lowered the stress levels there. Yeah. Um. How about you, Joe? How did pandemic look like for you in the last three years? It, it, it it's been a blur. It's kind of like the Dolly melting clocks thing. Like I, it's hard to keep up with time. Everything kind of blends in. Um. I did get it in November, and I live, um, with my wife and and stepdaughter and mother in law. So there's a lot of people. So my son and I, who really share more of a genetic code, stayed separate, and no one else got it. They okay. ended up getting it later on, but it was, we got it early on. And I think that was the only saving grace. Once we had that immunity built up, it was like, all right, we're, we, we, we got it. Let's move on. Um, but it was interesting. I think my perspective on that was I didn't want it to be wasted time. It was a monopoly. We had no other choice. We had to do the best we could with it. And I think that was the key to all of it. So, um, yeah, just keep on living the best you can. A lot of drives. <laughs> going to nature parks, seeing the world, just staying fluid, you know? So, um, so, you know, on paper, you're an engineer turned coach, but I want to boil that down a little bit. If I put you in front of a bunch of third grade students, it's career day. And one of the kids asks you, what do you do for a living? How would you answer that child? I help by listening to what people's issues are and I help them figure out a plan on how to move past the obstacles. I also help them understand themselves better by asking deep questions so they can look for insight or um, shift their perspective on some things. A lot of the things that I do as a coach and how I help my engineering clients comes from the fact that I've been an engineer myself. So I know exactly what it is that they're dealing with. Um, and that's how I can help them move forward, move past the obstacles. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? Oh, I wanted to create a future. That was like my big dream. So yeah. I knew from the get go that I want to build the future. So like when I was a, in high school, what I ended up doing is deciding how can I, you know, take like something that sounded most futuristic. And honestly, it was building robots. So I ended up yeah. studying control engineering and robotics and programming was a part of my curriculum that I could not escape. So I also learned how to code. And, you know, with, with this idea of creating the future, I didn't really had it pinned down to what that exactly means. But when I graduated college and I started actually building robots, I realized it takes a long time. And there's, you know, like I needed something that would be more fast where I could impact the world and see the effects and the robots. It, it was just too slow and the impact was low because the robots that I've been building in the best case scenarios would be, you know, locked in some lab and maybe five PhD students would ever access it. So the, the impact um, of what I was doing felt very, very low. So then I moved on to programming apps. And in my latest job as a software engineer, what I did was create apps for um, parking and for transit 
So, you know, it impacted millions of lives every single day. And every time that I could debug something or create a new feature and then set it um, to the either Apple App Store or Google Play Store, people would download it. And it felt empowering. You know, I had such a big influence for so many people at a click of a button, like it would be deployed. They would have it in their hands. They would use it. Hopefully it wouldn't break. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that felt good for a short while. But then what happened was in that situation, um, I experienced postpartum depression and burnout. Um, As a new parent, shortly before pandemic in 2018, I was very oblivious to like what happens to a person when they become a parent. And so as I was going through those transitions, those changes myself and experiencing the burnout, I realized that I could create the future by impacting people, right? And um, working through my own issues with a therapist and like talk therapy, I realized that just talking to someone can have a massive effect on that person if they choose to switch their perspective and apply what it is that it's being shared with them. And so now I create the future by helping the people that I help with through my coaching. So tell me where you were born and raised and how these seeds of engineering became who you are today. I was born in Poland. I was raised there. I went to college there and I moved only because I happened to meet my uh, now husband um, backpacking through Europe and he stole my heart. And when people fall in love, they do stupid things. I decided to move across the ocean and that's why I'm here now. (laughs) (laughs) That's how me moving to the States looked like. Um, But when it comes to the engineering, you know, I always loved math. And I always liked solving problems. And it felt like engineering was just a natural path to to doing more of that, even though I hated physics. I'm not going to lie. I, I hate I was terrified of physics. I didn't fully get it um, at the very beginning. So what do you like the best about either living in North Carolina or being in America? I love the seasons of yeah. North Carolina. There's four seasons. Winter is super short. Um, so that's what I love about it. And, um, in terms of living in the States, I'm not going to lie. Living here is so much easier in the sense that people are nice. They don't, you know, burst with their problems and they don't kind of vomit their issues, um, as a, as a social interaction, uh, which is the case very much in Poland. In Poland, we bond over our miseries and it has an effect on how you feel and how you live your daily life, right? Um, of course, there's a historical reasoning behind that. If you look at the history of Poland, um, it's been pretty tumultuous and pretty traumatic. So there's, you know, there's a reason why Polish people act and behave and think the way they do. But um, the same comes for Americans, right? It's There's a reason why um, people here think the way they do and do things differently. So I actually enjoy living here more. That's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So who's been a hero for you in your life? A hero in my life. It's really hard for me to pinpoint one particular person. I think it changes season to season as I look for 
different examples of different people that have what I want to have in my life. And right now, a person that I'm actually focused on is Joanna Gaines, because she was able to create a massively successful business and have a beautiful, loving family. Um, I believe she has five kids. Um, you know, she's a very public person. And that's someone that I look up to right now as I grow my family and my business. So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now, would it be Joanna or would it be someone else? Oh, that's a great question. I haven't really thought about that. There's a lot of people I would like to meet, um, but no particular names come to mind right now. Okay. All right. So what is the motivation for you every day to get up and to do your work and to do it as the best you can and to be who you are? What is that motivation? So on the one hand is... Uh, is I'm really motivated by growth, by just seeing how much better I can get, how, what kind of person I can become and just seeing how every next level just unlocks um, something that I haven't seen before within me on one hand. On the other hand, whenever I have a deep, meaningful conversation with someone like a podcast uh, host or my client, you know, that tells me like, wow, you know, this completely blew my mind or changed or challenged something I believe to be true. And I'm going to think about this differently from now on. That gives me a really sense of satisfaction that I was able to create that safe space for them to have a deep conversation in the first place, but then to also see, see what is. So what's been the best advice you've ever gotten? the best advice I've ever gotten. It was um, an advice I actually got from one of the seminars I attended that uh, was created by Jack Canfield. And he talks about this approach to other people that helps you unlock um, opportunities and higher levels of who you can actually be. And it was to essentially believe that everyone everyone is doing the best they, they can with the awareness, the skills and the information that they have in order to meet their needs and that they could never do any, any different. And what that advice gave me is a perspective shift is to always see good intentions in other people. And if they are somehow misbehaving or hurting my feelings, it's probably because they don't have the awareness of how they're coming across. They don't have the skills to sound better, to communicate better, or maybe their needs are not being met. So what, you know, how they're behaving has nothing to do with how they're acting in a conversation with me. And that's very freeing. That is very freeing. What's one of your favorite client success stories so far? One that puts a smile on your face. Oh, there's so many. You know, I've had clients who came to me, worked with me and doubled their salaries, got a skip level promotion, so get past the imposter syndrome um, or um, realize that they're in a toxic environment and we build their confidence in order to move up, move on to, to a different work environment, which was much more aligned with their values and what they cared about. Um, in the most recent cases, there's this CTO I've been working with. And in his case, uh, we've been working on planning his exit strategy from the current startup that he's building so that he can focus on his next venture. And as a typical engineer, it was really difficult for him to um, communicate about his own needs. He was really strong in the engineering department and creating the product that the company was, um, you know, that the company created. 
Um, and he wasn't really clear. Like, how do I exit? How do I make that move? Where do I go from here? What do I want to do next? So um, that's something that I've been working on most recently. So let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into a 20-year-old version of yourself and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life so far. What advice would you give your younger self? Honestly, do neurofeedback training sooner. Yeah. It's something that I just discovered recently and it's been a total game changer in how I take in the world and how I react to it. And right now I recommend it to all my clients because it really helps with the hardware of the brain. So if you could compare coaching or or define coaching as updates to the software, to your internal mental programming, the neurofeedback is the hardware part where you can really tweak some things and um, optimize for much better performance um, in your life, which is amazing for yeah. both just living, handling life, parenting, relationships, um, for everything. So I highly would recommend that to myself much sooner. Yeah, for sure. So what has been one of the most impressive engineering feats of, say, the 20th century or that you've witnessed in your life that you always admire? I think that the AI boom right now is just incredible. And part of it is as someone who studied robotics, I've had classes on artificial intelligence. And I remember it clear as day, my professor saying that artificial intelligence has been the biggest disappointment of the 20th century, of wow. the 21st century, right? And now what we're seeing is the power that it unlocks in how productive we can be, the questions that we ask, um, how we communicate, how we can improve our lives with AI. It's just phenomenal. So yeah. I'm glad I've lived to to see it, yeah. um, especially, you know, because of that comment. <laughs> so everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you are ultimately in control. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? At this point in time, I would say that I'm a go-getter, that I'm a mother, wife, and a businesswoman. I'm a coach who creates safe space for my clients to help them see. And I would say that I'm a lighthouse because I help people see the way. That's who so, I am right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So if anyone wants to reach out to you, hire you, learn more about you, where do they go? How do they do that? The best place is my website. It's themindfuldev.com. It's because I use a lot of mindfulness practices. And um, as an engineer, as a developer, um, being mindful about my work was something that um, has sparked my um, name of my business, right? Themindfuldev.com. The best place, actually, as you notice scrolling through the main page, is to click on the case study. So the case study walks people through the process that I use with my coaching clients to show them how they can use that same process, whether they work with me or they want to figure it out on their own, how to use it to unlock the next level in their um, career. Wonderful. This has been so great. Thank you so much for opening up. Thank you for your story and best of luck with everything. Thanks so much. You bet. And before you go, can you pronounce your name correctly? I don't want to, I don't want to get it wrong. It's Dagna Bieda. Perfect. I'm so glad I asked. Thank you so much. <laughs> best of luck with everything. Thank you. 
Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. 